Chapter Ten of Twenty Minutes Late by Pansy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Ten: A Trying Position. Why, you see," said the man, "which is her mother?" He broke off to ask this question, and Ben, in reply, silently laid his hand on his mother's arm. Then the conductor addressed himself to her, beginning again, "Why, you see, ma'am, it's this way." nothing has happened to her but i left her in philadelphia in philadelphia said mrs bryant and ben in the same breath and daisy said oh dear in order to understand why caroline bryant was in philadelphia when she was expected at home we will be obliged to go back to that sunday evening when she took her first walk alone in the great city she had gone out with her eyes wide open and her wits on the alert and made the one turn without mistake and presently rang the bell at the house bearing the name which had been given her the walk had not been taken without strong beatings of heart and without one or two frights for instance there was a man on the opposite side of the street who reeled from side to side in such a manner that she could not but think how impossible it would have been for her to have kept out of his way had she been across the road he was evidently intoxicated and caroline bryant felt more afraid of a drunken man than she thought she would be of a wild animal she quickened her steps when she saw the staggerer and broke into almost a run at last with her head behind her watching until she ran plump into the arms of a burly middle-aged man hello little girl he said in a gruff but not unkind voice don't carry so much steam on the public street give a fellow half a chance it wouldn't be a bad idea to keep your eyes before you instead of behind i beg your pardon said caroline so mortified that she forgot to be frightened and remembering even then how ashamed ben would be of her i was keeping watch of that drunken man for fear he would cross the street no danger of him he is much too drunk to think of such a thing he will keep right on until he runs against a policeman and brings up in the lock-up you will be likely to meet more of them if you are going far on this road i'll turn and go with you a piece if you are afraid oh no sir thank you said caroline hastily beginning to be afraid of him i am just at the door where i am going and she recognized the name on the door with a thrill of delight and ran breathlessly up the white steps she was admitted at once a young man motioned to her to take a seat and in answer to her eager question said the doctor would be at liberty in a few minutes and she could see him others sat about the room evidently waiting like herself somebody is sick at their house too thought caroline with a sigh how much trouble there is in the world then she thought for the hundredth time that day of her own little daisy and wondered if the waiting and the fright and the fatigue had all been too much for her perhaps she was very sick and mother was watching alone while ben went for the doctor but at this point line resolutely told herself to hush that it was foolish and wicked to make herself miserable over such thoughts borrowing trouble when there was so much real trouble in the world all about her what if that drunken man were her very own brother 
that would be trouble indeed a door clanged in the distance and a firm step sounded in the hall several of the waiting people arose so did caroline and a tall keen-eyed man looked in at the door whether caroline's face wore the most anxious look or whether it was because she was a little girl instead of asking who had been waiting the longest as he was in the habit of doing the doctor turned to her well my little friend he said in a quick voice what do you want caroline had carefully formulated her message and planned how to make it as brief and clear as possible so it took her but a moment to say will you come to number seventeen forty seven just as quick as you can mr brinker's children are both sick we are afraid they are going to be very sick is that conductor brinker's children sick eh i will go as soon as i can and he turned to the next waiting one caroline had evidently been dismissed but she lingered while the doctor spoke a few words rapidly with one and another turning from one he glanced in her direction and seemed surprised to see her still there you need not wait he said kindly i will be there in a very short time if you please said caroline timidly could i walk there with you i was never on the street alone in the evening before and i am afraid oh all right i will be ready in a very few minutes so you are afraid to be on the streets alone after dark he said as the door closed after them a few minutes later it isn't a bad thing for a girl like you to be afraid i wish more of our young people felt it i meet hundreds of them it seems to me who ought to be at home and in bed instead of rushing up and down the streets do you live at mr brinker's oh no sir said caroline with a quiver in her voice and before she realized it she found herself telling her pitiful little story to this strange doctor i want to know so you took a journey in spite of yourself he said well well that was harder for mother than it was for you i'll be bound i'm sorry for her however you will make it all right to-morrow there are harder things than that for mothers to bear see to it that you never do anything of your own accord to give her trouble and you will be all right well what have we here he said as caroline ushered him into the brinker's sitting-room caroline watched him earnestly as he questioned and cross-questioned mrs brinker all the while keeping his keen eyes on his two little patients she could not help thinking suppose she had something to conceal and this doctor were set to find it out what would have become of her his rapid questioning was soon over and he seemed to be satisfied with the result but not a word of information did he give the anxious mother he called for glasses and water gave very careful directions about the medicine and general care and in so short a time after his coming that his visit seemed almost like a dream was gone leaving only the comfort which could be found in his last words i'll look in early in the morning well said mrs brinker as the door closed after him i suppose he knows a great deal more than he did when he came but he took care that we shouldn't i do say for it that man scares me so that i never know whether i am standing on my head or my feet i wanted awfully to ask him what was the matter 
and i didn't dare to and that's the truth do you suppose he thinks it is anything much i am sure i don't know said caroline with a sinking heart something in the doctor's manner had made her feel that a good deal was the matter but she did not like to say so to the worried mother and indeed there was very little opportunity for talk the two babies awakened again from their brief rest one moaning as if in pain the other screaming as though he felt himself ill-treated and demanded relief caroline made herself very busy and so useful that more than once during that long anxious night mrs brinker murmured whatever i should do without you i don't know and indeed caroline could have echoed the remark she did not see how one pair of hands could have accomplished all that was necessary to be done there was little chance for sleeping and in the lulls when she might have rested the young girl was wide awake and troubled she had spent so many anxious hours over daisy that a time of sickness was a sort of education to her she remembered once when daisy had been ill the doctor's questions had been almost word for word like what this one had asked and his information as meagre from time to time mrs brinker made a remark which showed that her thoughts were going over the same ground as caroline's he asked me how long the baby had been ailing she said once and i was that scared over his manner and flurried and everything that i did not tell him right he's been fretty like for a week or more but he's teething you know and i didn't think much of that he's had a little fever a good deal of the time but they are likely to have with double teeth you don't suppose my not telling him the exact time would make any difference with the medicine do you oh no said caroline soothingly i don't think that could make a bit of difference before seven o'clock the next morning both mrs brinker and caroline had ceased to talk they did what they could and watched for the doctor when at last he came it did not need his grave face to tell even caroline that there was serious trouble i suppose you know what is the matter here he said to mrs brinker low-voiced and sympathetic no said the poor mother i don't no more than a child i never saw either of them so sick and it has come on me all of a sudden and isn't a bit like their little sick spells and i don't know what to think it is scarlet fever he said briefly and it would be simply cruelty to hide from you the fact that the disease has assumed a serious form and there is danger what the mother could have felt caroline wondered afterward of course her anxiety must have been the greater yet the girl went on the swift wings of thought back to her home and daisy their darling so frail that she had been shielded as a flower from every breath of rude wind how carefully they had guarded her from exposure to this dread disease caroline remembered only too well the sacrifice her mother had made to take her but a year or two before from a place of possible danger and here was she in the very jaws of the enemy which had come in so serious a form that even the doctor owned it and planning to go to her darling that very day might it not be possible that if she got away from the house now in a very few minutes it would have been too soon for her to carry danger to daisy hark 
what was that the doctor was saying in reply to some trembling words of the distressed mother you see madame the cases are more serious because the children have evidently been suffering from the disease for some time it probably attacked them at first in a mild form and was mistaken for an ordinary cold or for teething troubles did you not tell me last night of a slight irritation of the skin which you had noticed oh yes said the poor mother but i'm sure it was just a breaking out from those warm days we had last week don't you remember doctor it was quite hot in the middle of the day and they both break out in that way in hot weather no said the doctor with quiet positiveness it was the scarlet rash and it has disappeared when it should be on the surface that is why this little fellow is suffering so but you must keep up good courage the cases are serious but by no means hopeless i told you the worst at once because i know you are a sensible woman and want the truth then he wheeled round to caroline have you had the scarlet fever he asked she shook her head at that moment it would have been impossible to speak then of course you know the probabilities are you will have it oh dear said mrs brinker oh dear dear me not only us but we are getting other people into trouble whatever will her mother do still caroline said nothing not yet could she trust her voice and there was no telling what that dreadful lump in her throat would do if she but opened her mouth and let it have its way don't borrow trouble my friend said the doctor turning back to her with a reassuring smile there is enough trouble in the world without looking ahead for some which may never come not every one who is exposed to scarlet fever takes it by any means and the fact that this little woman has lived so long and escapes speaks well for her it was ten minutes later when the doctor had given once more the careful directions and promised to come in at evening and see if all was being done that could be that caroline followed him to the door her face almost as white as the steps on which she stood but her voice controlled doctor i have a little sister at home who is very delicate mother was told to keep her from all the diseases which people catch as long as possible and she has never had any of them better stay away from her then the doctor said promptly before she had time to put her dread question into words if it had been possible for her to have grown paler she would have done so but how can i she gasped it is home and i was going to-day my mother never meant me to come away and i never meant to and i've nowhere else and if i should be sick now you are borrowing trouble he said smiling you may not be sick i think it quite possible you will escape i can see you have a sound body capable of resisting poisoned air but did you never hear the old proverb an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure i'm prescribing the ounce of prevention for the little sister that is all as to the staying i have an idea you will be very welcome indeed in there and have opportunity to make yourself as useful as i fancy you know how to be if i am mistaken come to my house i will see that you are well cared for talk it over with your friends and i will hear your decision to-night 
tonight echoed caroline's white lips that is they formed as if to say the words but no sound escaped how many times had she said since daylight tonight i shall be at home the doctor three strides away from the steps turned back to say i see conductor brinker coming perhaps you can help explain the situation to him and save that poor mother they are a very loving family and trouble of this form presses them hard i am afraid there is a heavy trial in store for them and the doctor who was so constantly in the homes of sickness and sorrow that some people thought he had become used to them and had ceased to care drew a long sigh as he sped away but he had roused caroline from the first selfishness of her dismay what after all was her trouble compared with theirs it was only too evident that the doctor feared the worst one perhaps both of their darlings was in danger and as for her daisy she had but to stay away from her for a few weeks to save her from any possibility of contagion from this source it was caroline's quiet earnest voice which explained to conductor brinker the blow that had fallen on his home during the few short hours since he left it it was she who assured him that the doctor had said distinctly that they were by no means hopeless cases it was she who held the baby while his wife cried a few tears on his broad shoulders and who hushed daisy's wailing voice and in low whispered words comforted the child perhaps it was an hour afterwards that the conductor turned to her and said i had forgotten that you were to go with me we shall have to be getting ready it is very hard that a man must leave his wife and babies at such a time then caroline spoke as quietly as though she was not saying a tremendous thing if you please mr brinker could i stay here do you think for a few days i have been exposed to the fever you know and i'm afraid if i go home i shall have it and give it to our daisy and she is very delicate i think mother would want me to stay and go to a hospital or somewhere rather than expose daisy can you stay the conductor said with a sudden lighting up of his strong troubled face and before he could say more his wife added not an angel from heaven could be more welcome she has been that brinker all this dreadful night i don't see how i could have gotten through it without her if you will stay said the conductor it will be such a blessing as i did not believe this day could bring we'll never forget it of you never and i don't believe you will have the fever either i can't seem to feel that you will be let to have it i think mother will want me to stay said caroline her voice trembling a little this dreadful thing which she had had such trouble to speak of seemed to be decided by others i cannot tell until i hear from her just what to do but i think i ought to stay until she knows about it and this was the reason conductor brinker went westward without her and went on from the junction to explain why she was not there End of chapter ten